It's by choice, not by chance, that successful companies have exceptional organizations that are effective and efficient. Their leaders know that all parts of the company must be integrated and aligned, where governance and structure, people and process get as much attention as deals and transactions, key results and deliverables. The ability to quench customer needs in a competitive market depends on it. The tools in this toolbox are essential because of the vaccine they provide against organizational problems, the high stakes of not using them, and the enormous benefit that flows to the bottom line. Collectively, they can be a mainstay of your leadership craft. This is David Gazek with The Essentials, your toolbox for organizational checkups and sustained health. We continue the series with number 11 of 22 short episodes for leaders of an organization and anyone intent on joining their ranks. This episode, The Tool of Feedback, is the third of seven on process. We'll look at why feedback is necessary to provide your employees with the information and guidance they need to make sure their work stays on track to reach your mutual goals, like a steering wheel is necessary to make sure your car stays in its lane to reach your destination. Before we start, I want to mention that this episode draws on the work of Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen from their book, Thanks for the Feedback, The Science and Art of Receiving Feedback Well. Let's begin. There are two types of feedback. The first is what you give when you share your thoughts or feelings about something you've seen, heard, or experienced. The second is what you give as a manager to your direct reports about their performance over a period of time. This type of feedback is your tool for managing people like a steering wheel is your tool for driving a car. Both are imperative. Cars are built to respond to a steering wheel, and it's our nature to respond to feedback when we believe we can benefit from it. As a leader, you do the equivalent of taking your hands off the steering wheel or taking your eyes off the road when you and your leadership team don't provide timely feedback. When you don't, you run considerable risk that at some point your employees' actions or behaviors will not be aligned with what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it. For instance, when your feedback is lacking or limited, members of your team may have doubts about aspects of their work or make assumptions in a vacuum. That can cause them to misdirect their time and energy and make decisions that are counterproductive. When you don't give feedback to address signs of destructive conflict, it can undermine the motivation and efforts of everyone else on the team. And without feedback that offers your experience and knowledge, a direct report may not be aware of their own blind spots, which can cause them to miss the problems and opportunities that are evident to others. Feedback voids like these can be as damaging as the absence of key market data and client information when you're designing and selling a product. Your employees are your greatest asset, and effective feedback is one of your most basic tools for investing in their growth and well-being. When things are on track, feedback can provide them with added reassurance and the impetus to do even more. When a course correction is needed, 
feedback can provide them with the compass they lack to take the right remedial action. Clear feedback is a kindness and a gift that gives you the opportunity to speak from your head and your heart with authenticity, specificity, compassion, and empathy. You can give feedback to appreciate, where you recognize the value and contribution of an individual or team, convey that you notice and care, and provide recognition that motivates and inspires them to keep it up. You can give feedback to coach, where you share your experience and knowledge, address a problem or lacking skill set, and steer them in a direction that helps them improve, break unproductive patterns, and grow, and in so doing, strengthen your relationship with each other. And you can give feedback to evaluate, where you align expectations, measure their performance based on mutually understood criteria to let them know where they stand, and clarify consequences if improvement is needed and things don't change. You'll be most effective with each form of feedback when you're clear which one you're giving and you're mindful of certain triggers that could prevent your direct reports from accepting or even hearing what you have to say. Stone and Heen call them the truth, relationship, and identity triggers. You can set off the truth trigger when they perceive you to be wrong, unfair, and unhelpful because your feedback comes across as one-sided, outdated, or missing all the facts. You can set off the relationship trigger when they question your motives, credibility, and trustworthiness. And you can set off the identity trigger when their sense of self feels threatened and they're put off balance. While these triggers are all possible, you lower the likelihood of tripping them when you give your direct reports examples that resonate with them create a foundation of mutual trust and respect, and show sincere interest in their success and a willingness to be there for them. When it comes to timing, you can give feedback informally throughout the year and formally in an annual performance review. With more frequent informal feedback, you send your employees a strong message that they're part of a learning organization that values their growth and improvement. Then, the annual performance review becomes a natural outgrowth of your feedback conversations throughout the year, and you can use it to appreciate, coach, and evaluate. That way, you make the annual review much more meaningful than a standardized numerical ranking system that feels more like a report card. Feedback in all its forms is strategic and developmentally oriented targeted to specific topics and follow-up actions. It tells the other person they matter and paves the way for their self-reflection and empowerment, which leads to greater engagement in their work. Next week's episode is on the tool of meeting management. Meetings are your primary form for communication and collaboration, as well as problem-solving and decision-making. We'll look at how meeting management can be the difference between opportunity seized or lost, productivity gained or stalled, and time well spent or wasted. For a written version of this episode or a complete copy of The Essentials, go to gazeconsulting.com forward slash resources. If you'd like to talk about putting this or any of the tools into practice or tackling an organizational challenge, 
you're welcome to email me for an initial consultation at no charge. My email is david at gazeatconsulting.com. I also welcome your thoughts and questions. Thank you for listening and for the privilege of your time.